This is the recipe powered by Sauce Music. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. I'm joined by a very special guest, Noelle. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Um, I'm excited to talk about music and, yeah, all that good stuff. It's my absolute pleasure. Now, not for my sake, of course, but for the fans at home who are listening online, um, you know, and in their cars and, and whatnot and on Spotify, Apple, etc. Could you just pronounce your last name for everyone one time? Yes. So my first name is Noel. My last name, it's very Greek and very hard to pronounce. I'm sorry, but it's Sukalis. Sukalis. Silent yeah. T. We're joined by Noel Sukalis. And Noel, again, as I said, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, where are you, uh, you know, recording out of today? Where, where are you based out of? Yeah, I'm currently in San Diego, California, so just Southern California, like two hours from L.A., so it's a good spot to be in for music, yeah. Very cool. Now, have you always been out in California, or, um, you know, where, did you move out there for music? Um, I mean, I, I personally enjoy the West Coast. I'm out on the East Coast, but I, I love the West Coast for music especially, so I'm curious, um, are you from the West Coast originally, or have you been out there for music? Uh, you know, what's a little bit of the backstory for the people at home? So I'm definitely not a West Coaster at heart. I was born in a super small town in Wilmore, Kentucky, population like 4,000. Um, I was born there and lived on a farm for six years. And then I moved to Madison, Mississippi um, for four years, which was just an experience in itself. And then I moved out to the Midwest in Chicago, um, the suburbs of Chicago for my middle school years and it's like a little Gilmore girls town if people ever like are like what is there you know yeah. and then um for high school I moved to Santa Barbara California oh. which has been a huge blessing I feel like it's been a blessing in disguise like my parents have moved us around a lot for their jobs and it was like definitely hard at first but now I'm in Southern California where LA is like the place to be for music so I feel like it's all just like in God's timing and working out pretty well like i'm just really happy to be here and very thankful so that's very well said and um i appreciate the context now my question off that would be you know you've you've been in different cities different states different regions of the country um in terms of your craft as a musician do you feel like moving around and maybe being influenced by certain you know i feel like people say i'm from california so i make more west coast style music i'm from the south so i'm more influenced by country music or chicago we see it in all different genres but i'm curious has how has your you know the different places you've lived how has that had an impact on your style if at all yeah that's actually a great question um i feel like it is definitely like being in such different areas of the united states like in the South where like country music's prominent and in the Midwest where like jazz and like mm. Chicago based like blues. And then West coast is very like pop indie type vibe. I feel like a lot of people tell me I have a little bit of like a country twang in my voice, which is funny cause I'm not a country singer. I'm very much like pop singer songwriter. Mm. Um, just because that's what I found to connect the most with just like my musical ideas and stuff like that. But yeah, people say about country twang, which is kind of funny. I don't know. Maybe that's an influence from my Kentucky days. <laughs> right. No, I mean, that's that's a fascinating way of putting it. I was going to ask, you know, kind of as a follow-up, what would you define your style as then? And it sounds like you said pop singer-songwriter. Um, just a question off that, and then I think we'll segue into something big. Um, do you feel like the sort of 
when when people say pop music, I feel as though it is almost defined by trending sounds. You know, we see genres start to blur and become more popular. I think a lot of people um, would highlight 2016 and hip hop and that kind of stuff. You know, now we have Justin Bieber singing on more trappy, uh, like almost Atlanta sounding hip hop beats. But then it kind of changes to something new. And I feel like popular music is always evolving. So I'm curious, you know, do you feel like your sound will continue to evolve with 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 what is um, you know trending and popular, mm. or do you feel as though you identify certain sounds that you think align better with your ability to write as a songwriter and then perform that as a vocalist? So I'm curious if you feel like you drive the trend, or maybe the trend drives you. Wow, that is deep. Um, that's a great question because it's hard to find music that connects with people and to get that like traction. Um, because you can write a song that you love, but it's just, it it doesn't blow up on social media or TikTok. And I feel like the songs that are very m much like pop in the trends kind of vibe, like that sometimes really resonates with people. But also you could have a totally random um, song that you like didn't think was going to do well. And then it just blows up on Instagram. And then that creates the trend. Right. So it's hard to like, I hope to think I'm not a trend follower but like I probably am like that definitely influences my everyday writing and my musical ideas but like I'm still I'm a younger artist I've only been doing this for about two years like full on um so every day I am trying to figure out what my lane is and my specific sound um because the music I have out is they're pretty different um they're all pop again in that like popular realm but like One's rock, one's like very much like singer songwriter folk, and then the other one's kind of like pop, do a leap type beat. So like, I'm still figuring out that sound, and I feel like it's hard to say like, yeah, pop is so broad. You're so right about that. It's so hard to narrow it down. So that's the goal, um, in the upcoming years and the singles that are are being made right now to just like narrow in on that like niche target audience. Oh, I love that answer, and I think acknowledging sort of the kind of both sides of where like imitation is flattery I say that or flattering rather um, I say that a lot when it comes to you know because I'm a big advocate for when you're trying to break in and as you acknowledge you know uh, younger artists trying to break in to what has become an overwhelmingly uh, saturated is maybe the right word but I think a more appropriate word is just competitive and you know there are a lot of mu there's a lot of music a lot more music being uploaded today than there was even a year ago and 10 years ago and so forth. And, and I think it's a beautiful thing because you know, people like us can connect uh, via the internet and people can record industry level records in their bedroom. I think that's, I think that's empowering in, in many ways because it, the gatekeeping that the record labels used to have um, is no longer too. Oh, too yeah. Too yeah. Um, now you did mention the internet and, and, you know, having virality. And I think I did mention, I wanted to touch on something big and exciting and, you know, I, I think the listeners and even me as a, as a fan would be uh, remiss not to mention Hobby. We have to ask, you know, how was the process of making that song? You know, where did you see it going when you made it? Did you expect some of the, the feedback and results that you had from it? And just, you know, overall, what does that song mean to you? Yeah, this song is like, it's kind of the the experimental song where like, I really was like, I'm going to dive in on social media, even though it can be like, difficult I know that's like the life-sucking part of an artist like oh I have to post on TikTok and like oh, but, uh, yada 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 but this we created the song I co-wrote it with um 
three other guys and um it was written in two hours like it was just really quick and i wrote it with um max guiling michael leto and logan manning and yeah just to name them but um yeah it was written in two hours which is really cool i've never done a song that quickly before and sat down and finished it and it was the first time i had met them which Mm -hmm. is kind of crazy too so we just wrote the song and it clicked and it was very like it, it, it just worked and throughout the process of mixing it and all that other stuff it just sounded like this was going to be like a really good like pop summer hit song and i was really excited and i had actually just gotten back from a gig and i it was in the middle of the summer and i was home and i was in that like lull of like ugh, like it's so hard like tiktok is so hard it hasn't been working like i just feel like kind of down and this guy came up to me at my gig and he was like you should try like posting on TikTok and like social media. And I'm like, thanks, bro. Like I've been doing that this whole time. So I was just so frustrated right. and making just like a video in my room. And it was to the, the mix, not the final master, but like we had a, a pretty solid mix. And I was like, I'll just like post the course of hobby and like, I don't know, see how it does. And then I woke up and it was like, it was just doing really well. And I, I had never received that type of feedback from people. Mm-hmm. And they were um a lot of people were just like i need the song now like release it like i need it i need it it's like resonating it's hitting so hard and that was just like the coolest thing i had never had a song resonate with so many people on that big of a level yeah and i was like immediately like oh my gosh like now i'm stressed like i don't even i haven't even put the song into the distribution service like i have no promo photos like i had no i had nothing really planned it's a good problem to have though Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay, we got to push this up. Right. And what ended up happening was like, I just pushed it up to like the, the shortest amount of time I could go um, and got photos in a week and like did promotional videos. And I was like, we're just going to ride this wave of the little virality that I just got from this video. And I think that that really, really helped like in, in so many ways. And there's, there's so many people who listen to it and like make videos to the song and like dm me and like i've gotten so many followers and it's just been like the coolest coolest thing ever and so i basically learned from that like despite social media being like kind of the life-sucking aspect of an artist's life it's free marketing and it's like a huge platform and like if it resonates with people and the algorithms in your favor like it can take your song to the next level like this is the most streams i've ever gotten on a song and i'm just like really thankful I got to learn that and I'm hoping to continue that with my next upcoming singles and continue that momentum but yeah hobby has a special place in my heart because of that yeah no I I think that was very well said and very well articulated and you know um, I'm curious what would you say to someone who maybe is in that position that you were in before where it's like I'm doing everything I I think I can do and I'm posting on TikTok every day maybe even multiple times a day. And I'm just not seeing that that breakthrough moment. I mean, what, what would you tell them to, to make them post one more video? Because I'll quickly say that my whole philosophy on it is it's a volume-based game. Quality has to be maintained, of course, because if you keep posting something that doesn't have a certain uh, caliber or quality to it, then you're, you're sort of, um, it's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and not getting getting the result. But if you really believe in something, you're, you know, they always say you're one video, one moment away. So 
to that point, what would you say to someone who was maybe in the position that you were in before this song, who feels like, again, let me preface, they feel like they have a really good quality record. Yes. What would you tell, what, what would you tell? Yeah, so again, first step, getting that quality record and taking your time on it. I wouldn't rush anything. Like I had the mix and the, it was about to be mastered. So it was like ready to go. But for anyone who's feeling just discouraged, like I totally get you. I'm kind of, I still feel that today. And like, but I was talking to um, a guy who is in an independent label in LA and he is a social media analytics guy. He's all about the like TikTok algorithm, Instagram algorithm, which is so intriguing to me. And his advice to me was, if you post like three videos a day, which is crazy, but like you're gonna get, like the algorithm will be in your favor. You just have to keep posting. Like it's all about just like building up that, that platform and just posting, 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 posting. Again, posting quality things, post covers, post your original music, post things that will, you would be scrolling on your For You page or on Instagram and you would stop and look at it. That's what I have to do. I'm like, what what would intrigue me? And what would I want to stop and like t take five seconds out of my day to listen to? And it's again, it's a long, it's a hard process, but like it happens in the blink of an eye and it right. could be your original song that blows up. It could be um a, a video about how you want you're an independent artist and then you get recognized by a label you know like just anything it, i've seen my friends who are independent artists do this and like some of them are like really really taking off and like sure yeah you just need to keep it's all about consistency consistency and quality are i my, agree i agree with that i yes, certainly absolutely. agree with that. yeah so those are my recommendations oh, okay yeah. I mean, I will say, um, to your point, I think you give and then you get, you know, I think a lot of people think I post one video, you know, so-and-so or a friend of mine or an artist I've like, you know, I've been like, you know, we, we only see these overnight moments and we're like, wow, that person, you know, I just need to post one video, and like, well, but that's not the case. You have to build up to it. And I think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head with the word consistency because it's so crucial. And I think it comes down to discipline and believing in yourself and, and just kind of staying the course. Um, but I, I have a question and it's based on what I've seen with your content. I feel like something you've done really well, which a lot of artists and people listening should, I think, take note of is that you've created this personal identity that I think resonates through the screen. I feel like you've been willing and open and uh, you have a willingness and, an, and you've been open with sharing more about your personal life and your story I think that comes through with, with the lyrics in its own right, but additionally through your content, whether it's as a student or as someone working at a job and whatnot. And I would just say, for one, I, I compliment that because Thank I think, you. you know, a lot of people are, are afraid to be real on social media. And yeah. I think that kind of there's whether you're embarrassed or insecure, or have affirmation problems. And I always say, you know, I, I know what someone once said, if there was a film crew filming every moment of your life, how would you act? And I think, you know, a lot of people want that instant gratification and they're afraid to show, you know, that process of where they're coming from. I think you've done such a good job of showing where you are or where you were, where you are. And I think you'll continue to do a good job of showing where you're going. So I'm curious, um, how, how did you kind of get through that? Maybe was there a mental roadblock of like, you know, I don't want to share that much with the internet or um, did you just know right away, you know, just based on your experience that this is what I need to do to, you know, reach a, a broader audience. 
Yeah. Well, first off, thank you. Because again, hearing that is really nice because it is hard to post all the time and have your life on social media and stuff like that. But again, just going back to the fact of like, what would I want to see on my, mm. what would grab my attention? And it's always the people who are being authentic and it's not fabricated and it's not like glitz and glamour. It's kind of just like, oh, I'm like working at my job at like Pizza Hut and I have a song and I'm a songwriter, go listen to my stuff. And I'm like, yes, I will. Yeah, real quick, I'll just say, because I think more people can resonate with that than they can resonate with someone who, who, and I may or may not know people that do this. I've been on the influencer side before who rent out a, a, a fake private jet and then, you know, go and sit in a fake private jet. And, you know, we've seen like influencers, wow. Instagram models exposed for doing stuff like that. And again, wow. I'm not going to name any names. I'm, as I told you, I'm not a, not looking for a <laughs> controversy or conflict, but again, I just think someone who's working a job that a majority of people can understand or maybe have worked themselves or they just, they get it. You know, I don't think many people have been on a private jet and I'm not saying we shouldn't aspire to get there. But I think the rags to riches story is a lot more, uh, it resonates more than that just riches, you know? And I think that's the issue with social media right now. And I think that's why your approach to it, and this is inclusive of your music, is just so refreshing to see. And I really think that artists like yourself deserve the platform. And again, I'm not, there's a lot of, someone wise told me there are a lot of people on this planet and there, there's enough room for people to like what they want to like and dislike what they want to dislike. However, mm-hmm. my person, and I'd be happy to to argue or, you know, not argue, but uh, discuss with an influencer why I think it's better to be real than it is yeah. to, to be fake. Because I also think it goes back to like setting expectations. And I don't think it's realistic for everyone to think they can be on a private jet tomorrow when they haven't put in the work to do so. I think it's more realistic to go work a difficult job, an everyday job, you know, nine to five or pizza hut or whatever it is. And then sort of have your ambition on the side and then make that like, you know, make that what drives you because, and this is kind of what I wanted to get into, like, where do you find that passion for this? You know, um, how long, you know, I know you said you've been a recording artist for two years, but when did music first come into your life? Yeah. And again, I agree with everything you just said, but, um, and that was really well said. I would say that since I was two, I w- I have been singing. Like, I, singing is just, I can't even really, like, put it into words. It's so cheesy, but it's where I feel most myself. It's where I feel, feel most confident as time has gone on. Um, And it's just something that I, 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 like, love to do. I love it. I love it. I love it. But growing up, I was very self-conscious and I was, again, like I'm a teenage girl, like I have insecurities and I just really didn't believe that that passion could be a reality or a career. And so in high school, you know, like I would sing, like my first talent show was at like four years old and like, you know, I won like my school talent show in second grade and like, you know, I would do like stuff like that, but like choirs and stuff, but the drive and where I really kind of turned that mentality was my freshman year of college. Um, I came to the university I'm attending, which is in San Diego. And I had applied to Berkeley College of Music just for like a a reach school. And I ended up getting in, which was like one of the coolest things ever. Because again, I was like this, they believe in me. This is so cool. I I didn't want to go to a school with all music because I was scared. And I wanted to have a backup plan and all, all that stuff. So I came into my freshman year 
majoring in business and um, doing music like as a minor on the side, whatever. And then I just started like finding so much passion and love for my music classes and like getting to be in the studio that we have at school and learning about just like little things. I was like, this is what drives me. And like, again, I am a very like straightforward person, organized, like to have a plan. I don't really like to just kind of go for things because it's scary. But my freshman year, I decided like, I talked to my parents and I just like really reflected on it. And I was like, I want whatever it is that I'm doing in my life. I want music to be involved in it and a part of it. And then I kind of switched the mentality of like, I have four years in college. I'm young. I'm just going to go for it. And I like switched my major to commercial music and production. And I have some business marketing still, but like these four years, I was like, I'm going to do as much as I can. I'm going to take as many opportunities as I can record, write, just do everything, like, do everything that I possibly can to build up that reality. So it's, again, I'm a junior and I'm, I just turned 21. So it's still, it's going well. And I'm, I I would say it's been, I've had some really rewarding opportunities and like, I've just kind of like gone for it in the aspect of like taking every opportunity I can get, but that it's like, it's really terrifying. It's really scary, but that's again, why I, try and post as much as I can on TikTok, Instagram, try and get as many gigs as I can. Just, I'm trying to go, go, go all the time so I can be ready for when I graduate and go out into the real world and want to do this as a full-time thing. Sure. Well, off that point, I you're discussing opportunities and going for it. <laughs> you knew this, this may be coming up. Um, America, please tell the people listening, just, uh, you know, you're on American Idol how that worked, how that happened. I feel like that's a testament to going for it. Um, Just please tell that story because I think everyone at home, including myself, is just on the edge of their seat to hear that one. Well, okay. Yes, I was on American Idol season 21. So that was last season. Um, And it was the craziest experience of my life. I learned so much. I, I, it was just crazy. Like people ask me like to describe it. And that's all I can say. I was like, it was just insane, like crazy, insane, never expected it to happen. But literally this was just a random opportunity that arose. I kind of found this through like an Instagram ad, like through like an American Idol audition. I was like, Oh, this is random. And my voice teacher ended up like texting me and she was like, Hey, I have a like friend who's a producer. Like you should totally audition. I was like, okay, like, sure. You know, like I had no expectations at all. Like I was just going to like do it to try it out. Um, so the funny thing that people don't really know is that most of it was on Zoom, like virtually auditioning. Wow. I was on a Zoom call for probably five hours. Um, my first day in a breakout room with like 500 other contestants, like it was crazy. It was insane. Everyone had their cameras on. You just have to wait in front of the, the Zoom and wait to be pulled into a breakout room to talk with the producer. And it was just like, like so overstimulating. Right. And you have, yeah, you have 30 seconds to sing for producer. And I sang my very first original song, which is called The Girl in Your Story. And it's the only song that I had out at the time. And I just kept progressing and progressing and progressing. And a bunch of Zoom calls later and a bunch of producers later, I ended up being told that I was going to 
be flown out to New Orleans and sing for Katy Perry and Luke Bryan and Lionel Richie. So that was really cool. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. I mean, that's the coolest thing I've heard today, this week, this month. I don't know. <laughs> really incredible. Um, no, continue, please. Yeah, so that was insane. I really was in disbelief. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's not going to happen. Like, I just was like, actually, like, this is crazy. But I ended up, yeah, I ended up being flown to New Orleans in October of last year, 2022. And I got to take my dad with me, who is also a musician. And, like, he's one of my biggest inspirations. Awesome. And I met, like, the coolest contestants, like, people who are, like, signed to record labels and, like, go to these, like, Grammy events and, like, just, like, got to network and meet the most talented, amazing contestants. And then I was in front of cameras and, like, filming and doing B-roll and, like, what the heck is B-roll? I had no idea. But, you know, like, stuff like that. And um, so I ended up getting to sing in front of Katy Perry and Luke Bryan and Lionel Richie. And I was so nervous. I literally, like, could not, I, I blacked out. Like, I actually blacked out. I was so terrified. Um, I had like no warning either. They kind of just like pulled me and they're like, all right, you're going in. And I was like, okay, cool. No warm up. I don't have to pee. I'll just go. <laughs> cool. And, yeah. I sang my original. I thought that I had like, I, I, I thought I failed. I was like, there's no way. Like there's absolutely no way. And I remember Katy Perry asking me, like, I'm still sitting at the piano and I rarely like play for myself and sing. Like, it was just really a lot of new things that I was doing. And she was like, hey, do you know a song called Gravity by Sarah Bareilles? And I was like, yeah, like, I know it, like, luckily. And she's like, can you play it and sing it right now? And I was just like, okay. <laughs> and I had to, like, pull chords out of thin air and just, like, play and sing. And it was so terrifying. And thank literally lo the Lord that I got through that. I don't know how I did. Yeah. And, yeah, so I sang. I got back onto the stage and I was like, I'm going home. Like, ain't no way. And all I can remember were, were like a little, little tiny conversations with the judges because I was so nervous and I thought I was going home. But like Katy Perry was like, you've got the whole package, like that was your original songs or like da, da 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 da. And Lionel Richie told me like, you need to keep writing songs till the day you die. Like just like, wow. like amazing. Yeah, like that. Oh my gosh. And like Lou Bryan told me I sounded like Casey Musgraves. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> this is so cool. And um, so I ended up hearing what they had to say, but they were saying things like, you should have a lot to work on. Like, we don't know, like, da, 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 we don't know. And I was just like, oh my God. But yeah. I ended up getting three yeses from them. Which wow. Like the coolest thing three ever. Three yeses from yeah. Brian, Lionel Richie, and Katy Perry. Yes, sir. It was oh. crazy. You know, people deal with affirmation issues, as I mentioned before. I mean, if I were you, I'd feel quite affirmed for, you know, the rest of my days. I mean, that is absolutely incredible. And it feels like a good dream that you don't want to end, you know? Like, yes. I mean, that yes. is so surreal. So, wow. It so it's amazing. Yeah. Best moment of my life was, like, probably, like, getting my golden ticket and, like, running out to my dad. And, like, all the cameras were on my dad. He was so yeah. nervous. And I just was like crying. I was like, I got it. Like, I don't know how I got it. And, like, right. That's and how I felt when I got accepted to my university. So, you know, no, literally. And, and university <laughs> great college, you know, shout out, go blue, uh, you know, a little stuff yeah. with the football team right now, but we keep winning and, you know, uh, it's innocent until proven guilty in my eyes, but still like that was where I was like, I can't believe this is happening. I mean, you just kind of one up to uh, 10 upped it. So oh, really, no, no, no. no, I mean, that is 
one of the best stories I've heard in, in, oh. in music and talking to artists and whatnot. So I mean, yeah, it you was got the golden ticket. You go to your dad. I mean, I I mean that moment just sounds like pure bliss. Um, what what happens after that? What you know? How does the rest of the story go? Yeah. So I literally got my golden ticket and I went back to school. Like literally the next day. Like I yeah. came home. It must be you. interesting walking back into the classroom, like, oh, hey, you know, how, how was your weekend? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I was singing and met a few people you might know and got a golden ticket, yeah. idol. Like, no, that's how. So, what, what did happen? You know, you, so you're back at school. Yeah. Yes, back at school. I couldn't tell anyone anything because I had signed oh. contracts. So, yeah. I was like, no one really knew anything. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so, I was like, this is the weirdest, like, I was in like, what is happening? Like I'm back at school. Like yesterday I was on like crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then during my finals week, I flew out to Hollywood week, which was insanity. I was a part of the top, like 150, I think. Um, so 150 of us got gold tickets. Right. And it was like, that was the most intense week of my life. Like people do not understand. Like you're up at 5 a.m., you're going till 10, you're just sitting there, like you're so emotionally drained, you're physically exhausted. Right. It was just a lot, but I got to, the one thing that I took from that experience that I'm so thankful for was the connections. Like I met people from all around the the world, quite frankly, and like all around the country who are incredible musicians. So I have little contacts everywhere, which is such a blessing. And- It's such a crucial piece of, I just want to mention quickly, it's such a crucial piece of this business in general too. You know, you know, they always talk about um, sometimes it's who you know, not what you know. I think in music, as I said, quality is very important. So what you know is important. But yeah, it's such a, you know, I know so-and-so and they know this person, that person. And, you know, it's such a network driven thing. And I think that goes back to passion. So, yeah, that's, yeah, continue though. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. And again, like those connections, like I got to go to Nashville this summer and like play a show, like in Nashville, like because of a connection I had. Yeah. It, it's like so awesome and it's it's really cool to see but um i yeah competed in hollywood week it was insanity everyone sang we everyone heard everyone sing it was like a two-day pro like it was a lot and i did eventually get eliminated um which was really hard to recover from for anyone um wondering like the process was great but it was also a lot of learning and a lot of like mental like i am so tough in the head now because after that it it was really really hard to recover from because you 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 go through that process and you invest so much time and it's like oh my gosh this is like this was everything and now it's over um but i again got over it duh but like it, it was the coolest thing ever and i'm so thankful for it and it's like i have the gold ticket in my room you know like i'll have that forever so it was really cool I mean, the peaks and valleys, but the peaks were quite high. So I think, um, yeah, I mean, thank you so much for sharing that. You know, I think it's quite a story and and the way you you know took us through it. I mean, it's just, (laughs) as I said, edge of the seat, you know, just like so surreal. And as I, as I said, I think a lot of people can resonate or just imagine like having such an incredible moment with the golden ticket and then going back to like some semblance of normalcy. And it's just like, what do, you know what, how do I not think about this how do I not talk about it yeah. but you know as yeah. you mentioned I think um it's not Katy Perry but it's Kelly Clarkson the whole notion of you know what may, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger I mean at this point she might have been a judge on was she a judge on America I think at this you point know, 
The Voice, Kelly Clarkson. The Voice, she, okay. She won American Idol. Kelly Clarkson won American Idol. Okay, you know what? Even better then. So, you know, American Idol reference for all the people out there. I still remember the, the David Cook, David Archuleta thing. Oh my gosh, yes. That's my earliest it. memory of American Idol. And then I remember they brought David Archuleta on iCarly, and then he actually won on iCarly. And then there was the whole thing with the guy who lost. I don't know. I, I just, that's my, you know, I, I think those shows are very interesting because we have those like surreal moments and, uh, you know, the one you had with your father. I mean, that's just, again, I mean, I, I, I think if you could bottle that up and sell it, people would buy it for quite a hefty price, that that feeling. So for you to be able to experience it firsthand, I would imagine is priceless. Um, you know, I mean, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think based on everything we've discussed today, you know, I can just imagine the trajectory of where things are going to go, where they are going is just so high. Um, what's next for you? You know, hobby has been quite a success. Um, you know, are you going to continue? I know you mentioned singles, but as a goal, more singles, an EP, an album, you know, uh, have, have any, you know, maybe you can't speak on this, but any deals, uh, anything like that. Um, what's next for Noelle? What is next for Noel? That's a great question. Um, again, I have to graduate, so that's in the upcoming years. It's important. It's the fact that you can balance both, by the way, uh, you know. Oh my gosh. I think Thank a lot of people think college, and I, I went to, you know, I did school at Michigan, Rara Party School, all that. Um, you know, we try to do well in the classroom and on, uh, you know, after. So yeah. I get all that, but I think, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, you're young and you have an opportunity to go for something and. I think it's okay to party and all that, but I think it's also good to have a balance of like, this is what I want to do afterwards because you don't want to wake up the day after graduation and be like, wait, okay, what's, what's next? You know, and I, I'm excited to hear this answer because it sounds like, you know, that'll kind of answer the question. So. Yeah. It's a lot to balance, but luckily I've been able to like, I, I've been able to figure it out, like work, school, music. It's kind of just a like an ongoing yeah. thing. It's going to be a lifestyle as opposed to like, oh, just do this once a week. Right. Um, but upcoming, I do have a lot of singles being mixed and mastered right now. And I've been able to be a part of really cool writing sessions with amazing producers and songwriters, which has just come up from, again, random opportunities and random connections. So I've been very fortunate um, to have some people helping me and also believing in me and helping me out with the mixing and mastering and all that stuff like i've been yeah. very blessed for that so i'm excited to see um what that has to entail but um yeah in the meantime i play shows all the time in southern california so la san diego um like i got to do ventura music hall this summer like just really cool venues so i'm trying to gig a lot trying to write as much as i can and i'm trying to just like again grow that social media presence um, but it all comes with releasing stuff and it's coming really soon. And I'm very, very excited about the upcoming stuff. Um, but I just released an acoustic version of hobby, um, just because people really, really resonated with the song. And so that's out. If you want to go listen to that. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I'm just taking it day by day and taking every opportunity I can. Awesome. I think that's an incredible place to leave it for now. Uh, Noelle, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was such a pleasure, as I mentioned, to have you. And I mean, please come back anytime. Um, I hope to say that you will be a recurring guest. Um, everyone, yeah, thank you for tuning into another episode. Yeah, thank you for having me. Hey, my pleasure. The Recipe, powered by Sauce Music, a collab production.